burden for parents returning to work or trying to work out. You're listening to 2021 Webby Award winner, Fucking Sober. But this is season two. Same format, different story. And now, season two, episode one. Providing those tips. Uh, campuses like this one and KDISD going to be completely empty at least until. I need a drink. Day one. Betsy. It's time to go! Bauer, you're fine. Stop. Bauer is our quarantine puppy. Jesus fucking Christ. The result of begging and pleading from three children who like the idea of a dog. Bauer, enough! And that's about it. We were going to get a rescue, but I thought it would come with work and more issues and need way more care. So we got a purebred. Bauer, shut up! I grab the spray bottle, a humane disciplinary tool recommended from our virtual dog trainer, and spritz the 15-pound dog five times with water. Come on. Come on. Good boy. Come on. Turns out we are all equally damaged. Mom! Poppy, will you please turn off those lights upstairs? Connor, Briggs, are you ready? It is time to go. It is time to go. My eyes wander outside the bay window, hoping to conjure patience, and the cul-de-sac street lamps pop on. It's nearly five o'clock at night, and I'm standing at the bottom of the stairs in four-inch heels holding three child-sized coats. I've been standing here for three minutes. I know because I'm timing it on my Apple Watch Mini. I hate that it gets so dark this early now. November. Winter. It gets under my skin and I find myself not myself. Are you moving this slowly on purpose, guys? Come on, guys, get a move on! I sound like my mother. Chill, mom. Says my 12-year-old imitating a 15-year-old clomping down the stairs. Who cares? We're gonna be late. It's just the Sanford. We go there like every other day. We don't see many other friends these days, except for the Sanfords. Welcome to the Sanfords. They're part of our suburban quarantine. They'll form with some friends what's known as a pod, a bubble, or a quarantine. That's team with an M. They live five minutes away in the neighboring town of Wellesley. We live in Needham, Massachusetts, and the kids are all pulled out of school and no one will go into other people's homes because of COVID. But luckily for all of us, we have the Sanfords. Tiffany and Roger, and they have four kids who are all around the same ages as ours. Kind of just a convenient built-in best friends play date for both them and for us. The Sanfords have a huge yard and like tons of games for the kids and a fully stocked wine cellar larger than the size of the private shopping section at Bloomingdale's. I look down at Poppy, my mini-me. I don't like being late either. The rule follower, as she slips into her jacket and looks up at me for approval. You know they kill the turkey by chopping its head off, but it can still live for another six hours and run around without it. And when you cook it, the poop stays inside the bird, and you end up eating bird poop. Ew, I won't eat it. And the Sanfords are hosting Thanksgiving tonight. Blech. Now. I, I check my watch. We have officially gone from going to be late to ten minutes late. Always running late. 
I pick up my phone to text Tiffany when... Hey! He pushed me! Connor, my eight-year-old, clips down the stairs, giving me a look, saying... I got this, Mom! ...and steps between his siblings. He's always the peacemaker, and he attempts to block his little sister as she advances on Briggs with her tiny little fist. However, he invariably makes it worse, creating a small, ruleless brawl, which immediately includes punching and hair-pulling at the bottom of our stairs, which of course riles up the dog. Guys! Guys! Cut it out! Please! Just get dressed and keep your hands and feet to yourselves! Where the fuck is Matt? Matt, honey! Are you ready? You little turd face! Matt, honey, we are late now. Yeah, I'm here. I'm ready. Yep. Please don't yell, Bets. He whizzes by, heading his cell phone, through the mudroom, into the garage, and climbs into the driver's seat of the expedition. Without even looking up, he beeps the horn once, shouts, Come on, slow folks, let's go, let's go, let's go. And pops on the radio. And this apparently does the trick, and my three amateur boxers just, like, immediately stop. I seize the opportunity before they start fighting again. Get in the car now! Connor looks over at me and smiles and shrugs his shoulders and walks into the garage first like a good boy, but I don't smile back at him. I'm not smiling at any of them. I'm not smiling at all. At this point, it has taken all of my strength not to kick every one of my family members with my four-inch heel right into the back seat of the fucking car. Instead, I gently take them by the shoulders and angle them towards the mudroom Jeez, Mom, why are you so pushy? I guess it wasn't so gentle. I stand for a moment, watching the two boys climb into the giant hey, car, on, the and car. they're laughing with their father. <laughs> How easily things seem to dissipate with him. I'd like to see him take on a full day of virtual learning. Let him be the disciplinarian for once. Coming, Mommy? I snap out of it. Oh, shoot, I've got to grab the food I made, that we made, for the party. Be one minute, okay? She exits into the garage and clumsily closes the door behind her, but I don't follow her out. I let the silence envelop me, and as if I've only been breathing in all day, I finally breathe out. <sighs> they can wait two minutes. All it takes is one sip to ignite my body, to soothe my insides, to feel something else. Because lately, I feel only exhaustion and irritation, like my skin is going to melt off my body if I don't do something about it. So I do something about it. I need this to survive the next few hours. No, I need to enjoy the next few hours with my family. They are the reason I need to linger behind. They are the reason my head throbs, the reason I can't think straight. They are so fucking exhausting. I confidently walk towards the mahogany bar top that sits prominently against the back wall of our dining room. With my left hand, I twist the gold top off the bottle of Tito's in one quick motion, and I watch as it slowly drops to the wooden bar top. I hold my breath as it spins in a circle on the counter. The only sound in the cavernous three-story house that echoes down the hallway and into the mudroom. Nothing. I am alone. Except for Bauer. Jesus Christ. I spin around like a teenager, my back to Bauer. Like he's so great. I can feel every muscle in my body begin to relax as I lift the bottle of alcohol to my mouth. 
And as I finally taste the clear liquid burn my tongue, the thumping irritation inside of me begins to quiet. I take another large greedy gulp from the bottle while my family waits patiently for me in the car. Okay, maybe they're not waiting so patiently. A tinge of guilt pops up. I make a mental checklist of everything I've accomplished from today. The arguing with the kids about what to wear, the last minute laundry pile so Matt had socks, the cooking of homemade sweet potato mash and green bean casserole assisted by a six-year-old who insisted on helping and who did anything but. It's been a long day. It's been a long... I need a break. I deserve this. I take one more gold from the bottle, truck down the hallway, and gather the Thanksgiving side dishes, balancing them expertly in a reusable glass Tupperware. I take a swig of cranberry juice from the fridge and head out. I check my watch, less than two minutes. God, I'm good. Oh, where were you, Mom? I thought we were late. Mommy needed a minute? Don't be a butthead. At least I don't smell like a turkey's ass like you. <laughs> Their bickering at this moment doesn't affect me. How could it? My irritation soothes, my exhaustion lifted, all because I have my Tito's armor on. Hey, it's a holiday! We are supposed to be grateful and have fun. I know I will. Me too. I know who I'm grateful for. Pointing to me, happy to have me back to captain the ship. And for the first time all day, I smile. Dad. When are you going to get like an actual cool car? Because like this car, you've had this car since I was like six. Like step up your gritty game, Dad. Briggs. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Watching Please don't yell, Bets. my left eye and see a dim layer of light filtering through the window beside me. There's a pulsating inside my head. Without checking the clock, I know what hour it is because it's always the same time, 4 a.m. This is usually the time I emerge from my blackout. Oh my god. I allow my surroundings to come into focus. I recognize the colors of my bedroom. I sit up a bit more and suddenly... Jesus, Bauer. He's sitting up, staring straight at me. He gives me the... I know what you did last night. Look, not missing a beat, I give him a... Well, give me a clue, buddy, because I don't remember a damn thing. Look back. Shit. I don't know if the kids are okay. I don't remember putting them to bed. Oh, I want to get up and go check on them. But before I move my feet, I glance over and see Matt sleeping soundly. So, okay, that must mean the kids are fine. I stare back at Bauer and try to think back to last night. He looks away, so I scratch his chin and get him to telepathically help me to remember the details from my night. Okay, what time did we get home? Why do I only have one sock on? I rewind the tape back to the mudroom. One minute, okay? Okay, mommy. Okay, the car. 
Sanford's house. Welcome to Sanford. We had a lovely turkey dinner. The kids didn't eat much. Ah, yes. Poppy refused everything but the rolls. They were all hopped up on sugar in the first 30 minutes, bouncing off the walls. But Tiffany and I settled into the couches overlooking the backyard and did our best to ignore the children. Make it a double. Mom, I need you to be quiet. Kelly, one more. No more iPad. Okay? You will go to your room. Oh my God. Yes! Tiffany Sanford. With piercing blue eyes and the long red mane that she lets hang loosely down her back. She is a force. Mama needs another. She also says ridiculous <laughs> things like... Redheads are saucy, dangerous, and wild in the bedroom. Which always makes me wonder, what does wild in the bedroom really mean? <gasps> oh, yes. A, a little more. <laughs> peanut, peanut butter. <laughs> a little more. Peanut. Tiffany and I did what we always did together, holidays or otherwise. We started on the bubbles. The pours were endless. I remember making a heaping plate of food, but I barely remember actually eating. I think we should rent a villa next year for New Year's in Aspen and take the family. Oh my God, yes. And let's play private. Oh, as long as Roger pays. We can stick the kids in ski school all week and go to the spa. I have a buddy that can take us heli ski. He means helicopter. I'm down as long as you're footing the bill at the end of the week. <laughs> The night goes dark right around the conversation about the private jet. Helicopter? It dropped you off at the mountain? I always think. What kind of mother doesn't even know where her kids are? Jesus. I realize then that I'm shaking, like full body tremors, and I'm sweating. Why do I always end up like this? My nights always get so out of control and I can never remember anything. And what's worse, Matt remembers everything. I stumble into the dark bathroom, sit down and roll into a ball on the cold tile. This, this is how it has felt these last few years as a mother. The monotony of this difficult routine, alone motherhood is wearing on me. All I ever wanted was to be their mother, but I'm not sure I'm a good mother anymore. What kind of mother doesn't even know where her kids are? A full thought emerges. I am not a good mother anymore. I am not a good mother anymore. I say it quietly, but out loud. I am not a good mother anymore. It feels good. And the way smacking yourself in the face can feel good. I go to say it a third time, willing it to be true or untrue. Not a good mother. But instead comes out, Matt. Suddenly the choice is clear. Matt. I'm looking at Matt, still asleep. Matt, Matt, wake up. Unable to fully trust that I can actually do what needs to be done, I lean over and gently poke his shoulder. I gently poke again. I shift to stand and leave when I catch Bauer's eye. Before I know it, I'm grabbing Matt. my husband with all Matt, of my strength. Wake up. Matt, wake up. Matt, Matt, wake up. What? What? What is it? I... 
I need to do something. Why? What's wrong? I think... What? What is it? What is it? I think I need to stop drinking. Okay. I need help. Okay. I see his light blue eyes through the morning light. He wraps himself around me, squeezes me tight, and kisses the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, I can. I'll help you. I'll do whatever you need me to do. I don't know how. (laughs) I feel terrified at finally saying these words. It also feels real and serious i need you hey hey it's okay it's okay we can do this we can do this he pulls me back into him and this time i let him matt my sweet husband of 10 years rubs my back i have finally said the words out loud that i've been ignoring for so long and there is no taking them back now or is there I open my eyes and see Bauer staring at me. He is snuggled up against Matt's chest, and I reach out to scratch his ear. He yanks his head up and pulls away from me. I scowl at his attitude because I literally did what he wanted me to, and he just glares back at me. Uh, he needs to pee. We need to take him out. Matt stands up and puts the dog down on the floor just as Connor and Poppy open the door to our bedroom. I hear them walking around the bedroom, and I keep pretending that I'm asleep. Hey, guys. Yeah, sure. Hey, let's go downstairs. Um, We'll make some pancakes. We need a flipper, and we need a chocolate chipper. Who wants to do what? I'll do the chocolate chips! Matt comes around my side of the bed and leans in to kiss me. Hey, you should come downstairs with us. I sit up and see all three of my children standing in the doorway of my bedroom staring at me. The dog begins to spin in circles on the floor. I'm hungry. Let's go, guys. Bauer has to pee. I'm hungry. I stare at my child, creating a tantrum to be, and dread deposits itself into my stomach. I don't want to get up and face this day. I don't want to leave my bed. (laughs) Come on, guys. Let's go. Bauer has stopped spinning and runs over to my side of the bed. He has come to give me comfort. In gratitude, I try to scratch his chin, but instead he lifts his leg, stares me right in the eye, and pees on the white carpet. Oh, Bauer, hey, no. Bauer. Oh my God, you little shit. Little shit. (laughs) Poppy said shit. Poppy. Connor immediately trying to change the subject. Can I have some bacon? Poppy said shit. Everyone out. Come on, guys. Let's go. As Matt is shuffling everyone out, I catch Bauer looking up at me, and I could swear he's laughing. Out. I say just to him. Okay, okay. Come on. I follow the kids out of my bedroom, but stop short of the stairs. I open the closet next to the laundry room and begin searching for the carpet cleaner and a towel to mop up Bauer's mess. But my mind goes blank. I forget what I'm even looking for. I don't remember what I'm doing. I listen to a distant arguing brewing downstairs as I lay sprawled out on the floor in front of the cleaning supplies. And I just want to rewind to last night. Why couldn't I drink a little bit less so I don't feel quite so bad today? 
Maybe Matt will forget that I told him I need to stop drinking or that I asked him for help. Maybe I could learn a little more control from now on. Limit myself to three drinks or two even. I'm immediately aware that these aren't original thoughts, that I've made these promises countless times. Only on this morning, for no real good reason whatsoever, today I asked for help. And now I can't take it back. I lift my head slightly and look straight into Bauer's big droopy black eyes. Hey again, little fucker. Bauer surprisingly and ever so gently walks towards me and nuzzles my face. The dog that never gives me the time of day unless I have a can of dog food in my hand and will only cuddle with Matt most evenings on the couch has suddenly decided to sit in my lap. Come here. <laughs> I feel myself release little bits of irritation. What am I gonna do? Curl myself around his warm, fuzzy body. And in spite of myself, for a brief moment, <laughs> I smile. In this moment, I just wanna sit here with you. I don't wanna rush, just wanna sit here with you. That was episode one, day one of Fucking Sober, season two, Betsy. Head writer for Fucking Sober Season 2 is Kimberly Kearns. Story development by MJ Hova, Dylan Heap, and Katie Mack. Associate produced by Brianna Janae, Ewan Newbegin Lister, and special thanks to Kelly X, Cynthia Wright, Sean Lewis, Elise Bryson, and Tawny Lara. All episodes of Fucking Sober are produced and sound designed by Katie Mack. This episode features music by Jessica Wilde, Natalia Zuckerman, Judah Kim, Katie Burke, Anne Heaton, Francis Lung, Callie McKenzie, and John Jeremy. Betsy is played by Kate Siegel, Matt by Otis Gray, Poppy and Connor by Sox Whitmore, Briggs, Brian Fitzgerald, Tiffany by Courtney Lee Halford, and Roger by Kayla Baron Wells. All of the artists involved with Fucking Sober have their own story with recovery. For more information about the artists and team, Go ahead, visit our website at fckingsoberpodcast.com. There are no dues or fees to listen to Fucking Sober, but we are indie as fuck. So, if you don't want to wait another two years to listen to another season, and you like what you heard, consider making a donation via PayPal or Venmo. You can follow us on TikTok and Instagram at fckingsober90 underscore podcast. Fucking Sober is not aligned with any recovery groups or organizations, and the views and sentiments expressed here are only those of the protagonist and do not reflect everyone's experience. Thank you for listening, and thank you for helping us to stay sober today, one day at a time.